0: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It is now November 1st, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this outside on a beautiful day in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Los Angeles Dodgers centerfielder, Jock Peterson, former Detroit Tiger World Champion Dan Petrie, Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a long drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. Well, folks, this has been a long week, kind of a strange week, kind of an emotional week, and one of the things that happens on during the course of the year is that when you have things going on in your life and my life and there's things that are get your emotions going, it's always good to have that thing you can lean on. That thing that you know is there, is reliable, and the thing that could, you know, take your mind off of things and give you comfort and be that reliable, you know, if not a friend, then like a comfort blanket or comfort food or comfort sport. And tonight could be the last night of baseball. I think there's a very good chance it's going to be the last night of baseball because I think the Cleveland Indians are going to win the World Series tonight. I'm making that prediction. I think the Indians, if they take a lead, the fact that yesterday was an off day, a travel day, I think the fact that Terry Francona is not at all afraid to go to Andrew Miller for two or maybe even three innings, Not at all afraid of asking for multiple innings from Shaw or from Allen. Like right there, that's six innings from his top relievers. And Tomlin has been very, very good this year. And you look at this Cubs team, they can get back in their heels. You can shut them out. You can shut down that lineup. Even in the game they won the other night, it was one bad inning. One bad inning with Trevor Bauer, scored those three runs. One was a home run, one was a double. Francona, you know, you could argue he left them in too long, but I also think that's the luxury of being up 3-1. The luxury of being up 3-1 is seeing if you can get Trevor Bauer through the fourth. And he didn't, but it also means he doesn't have to, you know, he, he Miller is rested. I mean, everyone's rested as an off day, but they don't have to worry about this, that, or the other thing. They can go full strength. And Arrieta... Tremendous pitcher, and was terrific in the second game of the World Series. But the only pitcher that the the only starting pitcher that the Indians have that the Cubs have seemed to have uh, solved, truly solved, has been Bauer. I don't think they've solved Tomlin. They certainly haven't solved Kluber. So I think that if Tomlin goes four or five innings and they score one or two runs. I think they, they have the bullpen to hold them down. Now, I think the Cubs could win, and if they do, there's going to be a Game 7, and that will be a glorious, wonderful thing. But I think that the fact of the matter is this. We are looking at a night where it could very well be the last game of the season. I'm hoping we're going to witness a classic I wouldn't mind seeing a walk-off hit for the Indians, but another party wouldn't mind seeing a Game 7. But I just want to savor it. I want to savor the fact that this has been a really fun year of baseball. Has it been an all-time year? No, I don't think so. An all-time year would involve a pennant race that goes down to the last day and this or that or the other thing. Uh, I think we've had some very good games I think we've had a lot of fun games. I think we've had we've had a couple of classic games. I truly think the final game between Los Angeles and Washington was a classic. I think both wildcard games were spectacular. I think the la- two of the last three World Series games were terrific. Um, I think there's been some good, solid games. And then you've seen two franchises starving for a championship. And one of them, either today or tomorrow, is going to have the moment that you can't believe. We've seen some goodbyes to some people. We've been in some terrific games. My team, the Red Sox, made the playoffs. My dad's team, the Giants, made the playoffs. They didn't, neither team really did much, but they got in. And then really fun, exciting teams got deep in the playoffs. We saw a, a walk-off wild-card hit with a wild-card homer by uh, Encarnacion. We've seen some relief pitchers really show their dominance, and we've seen a couple of bullpens implode. And we've seen an Indians' staff that everyone not named Trevor Bauer seems to have really done a tremendous job. That's the reason why I think the Indians are going to win, is because Bauer has been... Look, I'll just say it, he's been kind of the weak link of the starting rotation. And the fact that they won a game where he only retired one batter shows the depth of this pitching staff and, quite frankly, why they're going to win. But I don't know. You know. You already know. This could be be the game that defines this series. Certainly the moment that's going to define this series is going to happen tonight. Whether it's the Cubs forcing a Game 7, the Indians finally winning it. But either way, part you know, I made no bones about it. I'm rooting for Cleveland in this World Series. So I'm going to root for them to win. But in the end, I'm kind of rooting for my unhappiness. Because if they win, then I lose my daily companion. But uh, I made my prediction. And I'm as always on a show like this, I'm willing to eat crow. So I'm going to pause this. And I'm not going to come back until the game's over. So I'll talk to you later. I just finished watching Game 6 of the World Series, and as a game, it was kind of a dud. I mean, it was there wasn't a lot of suspense. At the minute Addison Russell hit that grand slam, yeah, there was no real... The the only time that I felt like there was any real interest was when uh, Chapman was covering first, and they... Uh, and, and, and he... At first, they called him safe, and he was limping. Uh, but then the replay showed he was out, and then they they turn, overturned it. If it was if that was the bases were loaded, and Chapman was limping around, then all of a sudden, oh like, wait a minute, this may be a game here. But you know, it was what was the final score. It was the final score it was a nine three. I'm saying I was go like, okay, if the if the Indians score eight runs in the bottom of the ninth, they win it all. I've never seen a great manager more scrutinized for an elimination game that he won handily than Joe Madden. in terms of like people wondering what was going on, stuff going on on Twitter. Um, in some ways, I get him bringing in a Aroldis Chapman, but in another way, I, I really don't. Now, besides my own personal feelings towards Aroldis Chapman and... Oh boy, it looks like Jury's Familiar will be in that boat as well. Um the idea of looking up and saying, what was the score at the time? The score was was it seven one, seven two at the time they brought him in? It was it was it was a five run lead. So it must have been seven 2 Because if it was seven one that'd be a six run lead. And it was seven two. There you go. I thought he was quick to pull Arietta. I thought Arietta had a decent lead, and you're like, let's you know he's Jake freaking Arietta in his last game of the year. Now, if he was throwing up pumpkins or getting smacked around, I understand. But it's like, all right, you know, let's push him a little bit more. I thought I thought they were quick to yank him, and then bringing in Chapman after a game where he threw, what he threw a couple innings two days ago. Then he threw a couple innings tonight, or whatever the final tally was. Um, I I, I kind of understand bringing him in in the seventh to get out of that jam. But I don't understand, even bringing him in the ninth and he let up a leadoff walk. Well, wait a minute. If the leadoff walk was enough to get him to, to be pulled, then why not just, why not, not start him in that inning? And what I find interesting is that Chapman threw a longer-than-usual game tonight right after throwing a longer-than-usual game the other night. And so I started wondering, maybe Madden listened to this podcast. Maybe Madden's trying to get it to the point where he can't use Chapman in Game 7. And if he can't use Chapman in Game 7, he has to use Pedro Strop. he has to use Carlos Rondon, he has to use... Um, Edwards, he has to use. What are the Montgomery? Maybe Lester out of the bullpen. Well, I could be fine with that. I could be fine with Strope or Lester or someone jumping up and having that be the final image we see. Maybe Madden's like me and he doesn't want Chapman to be the one getting the final outs. I sincerely doubt that. I'm going to file that under sincerely doubt. But, man, you know as games if you, if the Indians had to lose game 6 of the World Series this is how you lose it this is how you lose it it reminded me of when the Giants got their butts kicked in game 6 of the World Series in 2014 did i mention that earlier in this podcast the idea that they they got pounded so badly that they didn't have to use the only one of their main relievers that they used was uh, Yasmero Petit. They didn't use Casilla, who was still effective that year. They didn't use Romo. They didn't use Affeld And they didn't use Bumgarner, who was available. Now, in the end, in Game 7, they only used Affeld and Bumgarner out of the pen. But that's not the point. The point is is that Game 6 was such an ass-whooping that year for San Francisco, against San Francisco, that there was no need to pull out the big guns, and the big guns were available in Game 7, rested and ready. Now, the biggest of all big guns is Corey Kluber, who owns October up to this point. You know, if the Indians win tomorrow, and they get a big contribution from either Kluber or Miller, then they're the ones who own October and the World Series, for that matter. Now, Kluber has already won two games in the World Series, and he is the inside track of being the World Series MVP. Now I would stretch him a little bit. I mean, unless he's just getting his ass handed to him, I you know. But think about it: if Kluber gives Kluber, remember Kluber, the guy who I think should win the Cy Young Award this year. If Kluber can give them six, Shaw, Allen, Miller. In fact, you can keep one of those pitchers ready in case it goes into extra innings and you know say for the Clevenger home run that he led up to Rizzo in the later on the game you know once again this was you know Brian Homer yep and then there was the bum play in right center field and then the Addison Russell Grand Slam In the other innings the Cubs couldn't score Now, of course, yes, other than the times they scored seven runs. Other than the times they scored nine runs they couldn't score. Okay, Sully, where are you going with this? I'm saying that the Cubs' offense could still be backed on its heels. Clevenger is not pitching in that game tomorrow if it's a tight game. Now, I was dead wrong about Tomlin. I thought Tomlin was going to be good. He didn't have it tonight. He didn't have it, and Otero got slammed. Okay, fine. Now we have Game 7. Now, there's all sorts of things that, you know, you had had to turn out like this. Well, the way these two teams have been knocking down and dragging out, it had to come to Game 7. No, it didn't have to come to Game 7. There have been many times there have been two highly competitive teams going at it where there isn't a final deciding game. One, you know, Look at the, what the, uh, when the Braves and the Blue Jays played in 1992. That's a great World Series. Didn't go to game seven. When the Mets and the Astros played in a mind boggling National League Championship Series in 1986, that didn't go seven. It didn't. And it isn't always destiny, you know, but in this case, I think this is interesting. The two longest stretches, and it's going to be tomorrow. And we know one of them's going to win, unless the time-space continuum ends. Now, here's a couple of things that I want to see. I want to see both teams being aggressive. I want to see Joe Madden realize he can't use Chapman, because that way I'd be more accepting of a T- Cubs championship. Um, I want to be able to see. Think, you know, don't cut to someone in the stands if they're painted their face to look like an Indian. Just don't do that. Also, when you do a long thing on LeBron sitting up there in his little throne, do your pal Sully a favor and make sure he's not on his damn cell phone the whole time. They kept cutting back to LeBron and he's playing freaking Candy Crush or something on his phone. You know, he's like, a lot a great fan he is of the Cavaliers as he's going, you know, like, 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 like oh, here I am on Instagram. You got to make sure he's looking at least into the game when you cut to him. But we're at a game seven. And this is going to be the final game of baseball for the year. And it's going to be the last time I do uh cover a game for this year. It's going to be the last time I do Who Owns Baseball, or some form of Who Owns Baseball, I'll do Who Owns October and Who Owns the World Series. And, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, by the way, Who Owned uh, October the October World Series? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Arietta, Because, even though I thought he got pulled too early, he struck out nine batters. Granted, he walked three, and left three hits. But he, he struck out nine in five and two thirds innings. I think he could have gone it, they could have finished the sixth and gone into the seventh. I think that that was possible to do. Um, but he got the win. He's 2 0 in the World Series, and he uh, kept him alive. Now, I could very easily say um, Addison Russell owned October in the World Series because of his Grand Slam and because of the weird double he got. But I'm going to go with Bryant, because Bryant's home run got things started in the first. He went four for five. He's waking up. So Chris Bryant owned October in the World Series, along with Jake Gary. a Half woo and wows goes to Jason Kipnis, who went three for five with a single, a double, and a home run And basically, I mean, he scored two and drove in one. He had something to do with almost every run that Cleveland scored in the game, which wasn't that many. So if you're keeping score at home, uh, Arrieta and Bryant got full woos and wows. Kipnis got the half woos and wows. And we're going to end baseball tomorrow. It's going to be it. Either the Cubs or the Indians will be the world champion at this point tomorrow. And what I'm hoping for is a classic. What I'm hoping for is this Game 7 will be one of those Game 7s we hear about for a real, real long time. And, oh, man, what would, I know, maybe tomorrow I'll talk about scenarios. But for right now, I'm just going to sign off. I'm a little pooped, and i am got to get ready for Game 7. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast on the eve of Game 7 of the World Series of November first, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.